Ratty and Cantati. Ratty and Cantati. R-A-T-T-I-I-N-C-A-N-T-A-T-I. Today's episode is brought to you by Ratty and Cantati. Go to R-A-T-T-I-I-N-C-A-N-T-A-T-I.com. It's an online bookshop focused on indie books, zines, and other media that aim to inspire you to change worlds. Welcome to Wallabies and Wizards. This is your host, Light the Light Finger Thief, and here I'm joined by Logar the Barbarian. Hello, I am Logar the Barbarian. Or are you Logar the Space Barbarian? I am Logar the Cosmic Barbarian. <laughs> I mean, you could be, uh, there are quite a few Space bar- Barbarians out there, aren't there? Isn't there like a... Uh... Well, since we're... Since we're on the subject, <laughs> I've always had this dream of a game, and 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 and, and since I discovered astonishing stories and sorcerers of Hyperborea, it's very similar to that in my mind, where it's it's structured off of the A D and D ideas and, and structure like that. Would be cool to see some sort of uh, the way I've described it is the space wizard on the side of the van role yep. playing. <laughs> you're One playing. The- the 70s (laughs) yeah going for like the cosmic fantasy flying around in in various spaceships or even like schooner ships kind of spell jammer like through outer space but focusing on some of that older appendix and there's a lot of old appendix in i'm saying appendix in some older 40s 50s probably 50s 60s more 60s sci-fi that came out where sci-fi and fantasy fantasy were, blended together yeah and and a lot of it leaned into the space like john carter of mars was you know <laughs> so yeah. i mean there's different genres of science fiction gaming right we're talking about like space fantasy which is a blend of uh space with traditional fantasy elements of barbarians and wizards I, and i feel that star wars kind of lands in there somewhere to some extent you got like the force and the power the magic you've got sorcerers and you wizards. got sorcerers you got wizards <laughs> yeah i mean you know the uh the, the classes are there right for the uh space yeah. fantasy but they don't they classify star wars as space opera i don't know at a point like 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 the classifications and the genres are essentially benign. Like we're trying to make sense of these things and put it and come up with the classifications. I'm sure one thing could fall under many different classifications. Star Wars can be just sci-fi. Could be just sci-fi. Could be a space opera. Could be space fantasy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I mean, you know, so I mean, in terms of science fiction and gaming, obviously, you know, my first exposure to science fiction gaming was probably more Star Frontiers because back in the day it was TSR. So you could get your hands on Star Frontiers. I, I can never find Gamma World, but Star Frontiers, we played qu- quite a bit. And it's a very specific science fiction genre. See, I never played Star Frontiers, but my first game was the Doctor Who role playing game. So my first exposure to gaming in general was sci fi gaming. One of the early things we got into and first played was my buddy ran some Robotech. It's a big robot. Big mecha. Yeah. <laughs> mecha. And we did a lot of superhero stuff. So space sci fi gaming is more my, what's the word I'm looking for? my origin in gaming than the actual fantasy gaming ever was. And, and then in the nineties rifts was a huge one for us. <laughs> right. So again, you know, there's many different types of science fiction gaming. I mean, we, t- we talked about traveler before on the podcast. That's another, yeah. you know, classic one as well. 
So I wanted to I wanted to talk about sci-fi gaming because I've got a question. I want to run a couple sci-fi games, and I don't know which one I want to run. I don't even have a time for it, but I'm curious if you have any sci-fi games you are interested in running or or looking or playing, or which ones appeal to you, and what what kind of thoughts you have right now in the 21st century of running a sci-fi game. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I know we've been talking about doing Coriolis before at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, we also we also talked about doing the Expanse. I think for me personally, I'm looking to run probably a Warhammer 40k RPG game, you know, um, for the Inquisitor. Now, the uh, Inquisitor, the 40k RPG, that stuff is the space set Warhammer, right? Because they have a fantasy yep. and space. Yep. So 40k will be the uh, space. So it will take place in science fiction. You play a war band working with an Inquisitor, or we do Rogue Trader, where you essentially play a uh, space trader so for me that'll probably be the science fiction game i would run because i enjoyed the 40k universe from an rpg standpoint so yeah i have so many different sci-fi games i would love to run for different reasons one of course is just the classic gurps uh i and i've been working on a little glur- a little sci-fi setting with gurps it may end up being put into a different game if i can't get a gurps game running but yeah, but, but you, get, about... you get a Hobo's Guide going right now. That's sci-fi. Yeah, we do have Hobo's Guide going. I feel Hobo's Guide, what we've been doing with Hobo's Guide is kind of different sci-fi. Well, like that's space. more, yeah, space. true. Th- th- that's more time travel historical, like Doctor Who science fiction, I guess. Yeah. But well, space science fiction, what what do you want to do with your GURPS universe? Well, the GURPS universe is my complaint to a lot of things that I like. And how I would have done them differently. <laughs> so you talked about doing, you, you know, some type of, uh, like you said, D&D, Belljammer type of thing. So yes. for GURPS, we're going to do like a traditional no. space fantasy or you want to do a science fiction x or... So I guess like, here's the thing with GURPS. And the reason why I started making this world in GURPS is because GURPS is everything, right? So I had well, magic, psionics, superpowers, well, mutants. That, that's why I was questioning because GURPS is everything. So I was like, so what's your universe? Because GURPS is a system. So the universe that I was toying with had like, that I've been toying with in GURPS, and it may end up be, being ported over to Hobo's Guide or something else, or my play. I don't know what I'll do with it. And it's really just been creating it for my use in game at this point. That is uh, very much centered around a massive monopolistic corporation that uh, rules most uh, most of a large area of space. And that's kind of where I started with the world building. There's a large uh, industrial planet on there that is mostly just for mining. Uh, unions have been outlawed by the corporations, except for a select few who have had long-held union contracts with the corporation. And there are certain fascistic elements of state that are growing. So it has multiple factions, kind of a lot of it's focused around conflict for resources and labor in there. And then I throw in some religious sex, sort of like Jedi, but perhaps more influenced by the old Dune Bene Gesserit, uh, leaning closer to that. And looking at things like I was looking at like the superpowers books and all these other different various books from GURPS and saying, oh, okay, yeah. So 
how can mutants fit into this? You can have superpowered folks like low level heroes in with this group as well. And there's some sort of like stigma, uh, social laws and whatnot against the emerging mutant threat type of thing, kind of pulling on the X-Men and the bigotry and stuff and that. So that's kind of the world that I had been hammering out. I was out. Like, uh, <laughs> like a lot of different elements because, you know, I was going to say, yeah. if you have like a monopoly of a corporation, then you could do like Mothership or Across a Thousand Dead Stars or Screams in Space. Is that, is that what it was called? Diego's one? Yeah, scream, screams, uh, screams amongst screams the stars. Screams amongst the stars, yeah. Uh, and, uh, I, I'd love to... Uh, here's the other thing, too. Like, if I had a spot where it's like, okay, every week we're going to run a game, the one that I might gravitate to playing the most isn't even one of these ones I've come up with, but it might be just Mothership. Because there's a lot of folks interested in playing Mothership. I've got a lot of stuff for it. And a lot of the stuff that people have been putting out for Mothership would fit into what I want to do with even my little world. And right. Like if I, it could if work. <laughs> yeah. And I may not even try to do what I'm trying to do over there, but just go with the mothership modules and see where that campaign naturally goes, where the players take it, kind of setting it within the existing mothership modules and worlds that are provided. I think would probably be if they said, Hey, Logar, you can run a science fiction campaign. You've got a certain night of the week to do it. Probably have to say the wisest thing to do would be Mothership. Quick to get going. They got that cool app now. Yep. You can just roll up a character in two seconds. <laughs> yep, I, w- I would agree because GURPS is a little bit crunchy. It's going to take a little bit more time to build the characters and prepare for it. And then if we have a lot of multi-elements in regards to mutant, psionics, magic, or whatever you want to call it, it's going to get complicated <laughs> yeah quick. and I, I don't think I, I do think that i can handle the gurps campaign if i were to run the gurps campaign i would start with gurps light and i would have everybody roll their characters off of gurps light my idea the original idea i had for that campaign was doing a fantastic four thing focused on the mutant superpower thing and having the first session would have been everybody gets a mutant power somehow in space and we roll randomly and choose randomly and choose and, and everybody gets their thing and create starts to starts to craft out a different sort of character in this whole world that I don't, I can't really do that kind of thing as much. I don't feel with the mothership as I can with GURPS because GURPS kind of gives me options to do. Well, that. GURPS is obviously multi-genre mothership is pretty specific on the uh, type of science fiction you're running. You know, it's horror science fiction with humans as the protagonist versus mutants. And now that people are putting out like Ruination Pilgrimage from Don Strahd is going to be interesting because there's bringing uh, kind of what I'm assuming will be a compatible fantasy element with some of these things to Mothership that we'll be seeing in the next year or so. So that would be an interesting approach. You can't land on some planet and everything is a little more fantasy than it is sci-fi. You have fun. There are definitely some... Yeah, problems. but you see, for for me, I wouldn't play that because I'm like, am I playing science fiction? I don't want to play fantasy, so... <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping science fiction because we've been playing a lot of fantasy mm-hmm. for the past yeah. couple of years. So for me, that wouldn't be as attractive because I'm like, well, we're doing a science fiction game, but we land on a fantasy planet. What's the point? <laughs> oh, so. there's that planet called, I believe it's called Unnight that comes from GURPS. And they take a slightly, so like it's it's it has elements of fantasy in it, but it's evolved from like a future point. So essentially it's more medieval and less magic and mages, but there are elements of magic and what people call magic and mages that are perhaps less magic and more 
technology. Yeah, they have an explanation there in that set in that planet. And I have no problem with grabbing some of those old GURPS books, like the the different space atlases and stuff like that. They are chock full of various planets and ideas to do with different things with those planets. And you can build your own planets for any sci-fi games using that. So going forward, even if I am going to run Mothership stuff, I'm going to probably be looking at GURPS books to help flesh a lot of that out. Because there's invaluable information in those tomes of GURPS books. And 90% of the information or more is system neutral stuff. Well, you know, those are the GURPS source books. So the GURPS yeah. source books, like you said, can be used. I mean, I pulled from the source books as well, too. Not the mechanics books, but the source books. The main core book has more mechanics, but all the all the source books and the expansion stuff, they're just they're just chock full of stuff. There is, and there's a lot of times where they attempt to make things just presented in a normal way so it's usable, like by regular measurements you would normally understand, or they right. flesh that out. So you don't have to go, oh, this doesn't fit here. Using things like percentiles, even um within trying to figure stuff out can be an easy way to convert in your own on your own but yeah anyway that's a ramble on the side so i want to do some sci-fi in the future i'm hoping we can get to it i'm excited to see what we end up getting to i know i've been talking about the coriolis forever i like coriolis's setting and one day i'm gonna run that big saga but i might wait like there's got a big what is it called the mercy of the icons yeah, I'm not familiar I, with that one. It, so that's it's kind of like a big uh I guess you could call it adventure path or saga that this the saga that's written for Coriolis. And it kind of explores the world and the different ideas in there. And it, you know, it's got this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, like Starfinder <laughs> by Paizo has a lot of adventure paths as yeah. well, too. So um I personally have not played that, but I know that's quite popular as well, too, from a science fiction system standpoint. I have, I have. And, and Starfinder's weird because it reminds me a little bit of Shadowrun in that, like, you've got orcs and elves and dwarves, but in space as opposed to... Like, okay, in the- yeah. <laughs> in that case, that wouldn't be attractive to me because I'd be like, okay, here we go again. It's fantasy just transposed to a different time period. So you got space dwarves and space elves. So like, yeah, eh. that's what Starfinder does. It it, it does that. But it, but instead of doing like a, like a spell jammer type way, it just takes hard spaceships and laser gun type approach to it there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, another one that I would like to try would be some sort of, you know, scum and villainy. Oh, or, yeah. Or um, I don't know how to put it, like some type of uh, rogue trader that I mentioned earlier, you know, scum and villainy. I think Expanse also is like that. If I'm not mistaken, I like I like the Expanse books and the TV series. I think if I was going to run the Expanse type of thing, I would rather it be influenced by some of the ideas and concepts and themes in the Expanse. Yeah, and I'd probably lean into Mothership with that because I feel Mothership can cover that almost perfectly with its with it what it comes out of the box to be honest like yeah no uh, understand the classes and stuff fit there you got you've got the teamster labor and mining the belts and stuff like that is big stuff in the expanse yeah i feel that that would fit well to do something within the the spirit of while doing a just doing a regular mothership campaign would be my approach to that yep and there's a lot of stuff that's going to be coming out here soon we got constant downpour remastered. I mean, I've packed a, quite a few mothership zines over Zine Quest, so and Zine Month this year. So yeah, I I think uh, if it was like, hey, you're gonna be able to run an ongoing campaign that's sci-fi. 
I think the number one to choose right now because of the popularity of it, the amount of people I can get interested in and what I can do with it. And on a regular basis, I think that the thing I would try to run would be that mothership campaign and explore a lot of these cool zines that are out there in that. Because I am already running a CNC campaign every other Saturday right now. <laughs> Castles and Crusades. Well, yeah, I, I I was surprised when you have you know you have a CNC campaign, you have OSC campaign, which are both fantasy related. So mm-hmm. yes. Uh, and so I, and we need some sci-fi. So any other any other thoughts on 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 sci-fi games we'd be interested in checking out and running? Because there's quite a few that I didn't touch on that I know we've talked about trying to get to the table at least frequently. <laughs> uh, um, you know, maybe we bring back the Alt Wednesday game and try to squeeze in a couple sci-fi games that way. Yeah, yeah, we we should be able to do that. It wouldn't be too difficult because we got plenty, especially little zine games and so, like some of the smaller indie zine games and stuff like that. There's some really cool things out there that I've picked up that we could probably bring to the table for a few weeks to check out. You have anything to add? Uh, nope. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter and TikTok at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Roll them in space. How how, do, how would you roll dice in space? There's no, there's no gravity. If you roll dice in space, do they scream? <laughs> if you roll one. <laughs>